Well, good evening, everybody, and once again, welcome to the Word in a Year. My name is Jason, and uh, it is just an absolute pleasure uh, to have you join us once again for another opportunity to read the Word of God together. You know, I don't, uh, I don't take these times lightly, and uh, I thank God every single day for the opportunity that we have to um, be able to minister the Word of God. And uh, I just pray that you're touched by the Word. I pray that you're changed by the Word. I pray that everything that is spoken and said uh, during this podcast would just minister to you and bless you. And I just pray that uh, you wouldn't just listen but you would read along, you would enter in, and that you would uh, just kind of open up yourself and open up your heart and your mind uh, to receive and to hear what thus says the Lord tonight. And um, so we're going to open up with a word of prayer tonight, and then we're going to begin in Matthew chapter 6. We're going to read Matthew chapter 6 through Matthew chapter 10 tonight. Um, and uh, we're just going to see what the Lord wants to say to us tonight. So would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, and God, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for all of the good things that you have done today, Lord God, in our hearts and in our lives, across this world, Lord, across our state, across our nation. Lord God, across our towns and our cities, Lord, and in our hearts and in our lives, Lord God. Father, I thank you for the work that you're doing. God, I thank you for the revival that is taking place, Lord God. Father, I thank you for the souls that are being touched and healed and saved and redeemed and restored, Lord God. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you were on the throne, that you were in control. And Father, if we have troubles and we have trials and we have things going on in our lives, Lord God, and Father, you know every single one of them before we even ask, God, but Father, you say that we can cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. So God, I just thank you. I thank you that you're always there for us. I thank you that you're for us and you're not against us, that you love us and you care about us and that you have wonderful 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 plans in store for each and every one of us as jeremiah 29 and verse 11 says know the thoughts that you think toward us god they're thoughts of peace and not evil to give us a future and a hope god tonight i pray lord if there's somebody that needs hope lord god that you would be that one lord god that provides uh the hope that they need god father if there's one that has a problem that you would be the solution God, if there's one that has a sickness, you would be healing. If there's one, Lord God, that is not filled with your Holy Spirit, that you would be the baptizer of the Holy Ghost. Father, I just pray tonight, Lord, if there's one that doesn't know you as their personal Lord and Savior, before this broadcast is over with tonight, Lord God, they would have made a personal decision for you. God, we're going to give you all the praise and all the glory for what you've done, for what you're doing, and for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to go ahead and switch over to my uh, Bible app here. Once again, I'm going to be reading 
out of the New Living Translation. Um, I just really love how um, it puts it together for us. And so we're going to be starting with Matthew chapter 6 and starting in verse 1. Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do it as hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogue and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private, and your Father who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in the synagogues where everybody can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are really are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. So pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. And when you fast, don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable and disheveled, so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair, wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting, except your Father, who knows what you do in private. And your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroy them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is is filled with light. And when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters. For you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable, far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. 
Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Matthew chapter 7. Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye, when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye, and then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you, not, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the Law and the Prophets. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but really are vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We perform miracles in your name, many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. 
Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on the rock. But anyone who hears my teaching and does not obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds his house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. Large crowds followed Jesus as he became as he came down the mountainside. Matthew chapter 8. Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly, a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus said to him, don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And I tell you this that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home, because you believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. When Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. But when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her. Then she got up and prepared a meal for him. That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said, He took our sickness and removed our diseases. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he instructed his disciples to cross to the other side of the lake. Then one of the teachers of religious law said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. Another of his disciples said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me now. Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us. 
we're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. And then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves. And suddenly there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man, they asked. Even the winds and the waves obey him. When Jesus arrived on the other side of the lake in the region of the Gadarenes, two men who were demon-possessed by demons, or two men who were possessed by demons, met him. They came out of the tombs and were so violent that no one could go through that area. They began screaming at him, Why are you interfering with us, Son of God? Have you come here to torture us before God's appointed time? There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding in the distance. So the demons begged, If you cast us out, send us into that herd of pigs. All right, go, Jesus commanded them. So the demons came out of the men and entered the pigs, and the whole herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town, telling everyone what happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the entire town came out to meet Jesus, but they begged him to go away and leave them alone. Jesus climbed into a boat and went back across the lake to his own town. Some people brought to him a paralyzed man on a mat. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, Be encouraged, my child. Your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of the religious law said to themselves, That's blasphemy. Does he think he's God? Jesus knew what they were saying, so he asked them, Why do you have such evil thoughts in your heart? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. The man jumped up and went home. Fear swept through the crowd as they saw this happen, and they praised God for giving humans such authority. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with such scum? Then Jesus heard this, and he said, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Then he added, Now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call the for I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. One day the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, Why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, Do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins so that both are preserved. 
as Jesus was saying this, the leader of the synagogue came and knelt before him. My daughter has just died, he said, but you can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay your hand on her. So Jesus and disciples got up and went with him. Just then a woman who suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his rope, for she thought, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Jesus turned around when he saw her. He said, Daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus arrived at the official's home, he saw the noisy crowd and heard the funeral music. Get out, he told them. The girl isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him. After the crowd was put outside, however, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand and she stood up. The report of this miracle swept through the entire countryside. After this, Jesus left the girl's home. Two blind men followed along behind him, shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. They went right into the house where he was staying, and Jesus asked them, Do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him we do. Then he touched their eyes and said, Because of your faith it will happen. Then their eyes were opened and they could see. Jesus sternly warned them, Don't tell anyone about this. But instead they went out and spread his fame all over the region. When they left, a demon-possessed man who couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. So Jesus cast out the demon, and then the man began to speak. The crowds were amazed. Nothing like this had ever happened in Israel, they exclaimed. But the Pharisees said, He can cast out demons because he's empowered by the prince of demons. Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more laborers or workers into his field. Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits to every kind of disease and illness. Here are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, also called Peter. Then Andrew, Peter's brother. James, the son of Zebedee. John, James's brother. Philip, Bartholomew. Thomas, Matthew, the tax collector. James, son of Alphaeus. Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot and Judas Iscariot, who would later betray him. Jesus sent out the 12 apostles with these instructions. Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. Don't take any money in your money belts, no gold, silver, or even copper coins. Don't carry a traveler's bag with a change of clothes and sandals or even a walking stick. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve to be fed. Whenever you enter a city or a village, search for a worthy person and stay in his home until you leave town. When you enter the home, give it your blessing. If it turns out to be a worthy home, let your blessing stand. If it is not, Take back the blessing. 
If any household or town refuses to welcome you or listens to your message, shake its dust from your feet as you leave. I tell you the truth, the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah will be better off than such a town on the judgment day. Look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves, so be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. But beware, for you will be handed over to the courts and will be flogged with whips in the synagogue. You will stand trial before the governors and the kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and the unbelievers about me. When you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what you'll say. God will give you the right words at the right time. For it is not you who will be speaking, but it will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. A brother will betray his brother to death. A father will betray his own child. And children will rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed. And all nations will hate you because you are my followers. But everyone who endures to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one town, flee to the next. I tell you the truth, the Son of Man will return before you have reached all the towns of Israel. Students are not greater than their teacher, and slaves are not greater than their master. Students are to be like their teacher, and slaves are to be like their master. And since I, the master of the household, have been called the prince of demons, the members of my household will be called even worse names. But don't be afraid by those who threaten you, for the time is coming when everything that is covered will be revealed, and all that is secret will be made known to all. What I tell you, now in the darkness, shout abroad when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ear, shout from the housetops for all to hear. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They can't touch your soul. Fear only God, who can destroy both soul and body in hell. What is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. If you love your father or your mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Anyone who receives you receives me. And anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. If you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. And if you receive righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like theirs. And if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. Wow. Some powerful words there. And just to go back, uh, there was one passage of scripture here in chapter 9 it says this 
Later Matthew, this is verse 10 of chapter 9, later Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he said, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. You know, for too long as a church, we've gone after the healthy ones. We want the ones that are put together. We want the ones that have money. The ones that can pay their tithes right off the bat. We want the ones that have families, that have kids, that have teenagers. We want the ones that are well-to-do in the community. But that's not what Jesus wanted. Jesus went to Matthew just a couple of verses before this and spoke six very simple words. Follow me and be my disciple. Now, picture this because Jesus is walking by and sees Matthew at his tax collector booth. Now, if you know anything about the tax collectors, know that they were thieves. They were bad people. They were ones that society looked at and said, nothing good can ever come from a tax collector. But Jesus took one look at Matthew and saw not only what was going on now, but saw what he could be in the future. And all he did was walk by and said, hey, follow me and be my disciple. He didn't say, follow me, and I'm going to teach you, and then I'm going to leave you high and dry. But he said, be my disciple. What does that mean? It means he wanted to teach him. That means that he wanted to grow him. That means that he wanted him to mature under his leadership. And then, Matthew invites Jesus over and because of the change that Jesus made in Matthew's life, Matthew brings all of his tax collector friends and all of those other disreputable people into his home. And I can just imagine the conversation that went on between Matthew and his friends. Listen, guys, you don't understand who I just met. I just met a man that didn't look at me for who I was. But I met a man that walked by me and, and saw something in me that I didn't see. He saw something in my heart that I didn't see. And he filled it. And, and, and now he's teaching me and he's helping me. And guys, I want you to meet him. Come meet him. He's my best friend. Come meet him. Now, if there was today, all of the church leaders who were the Pharisees at that time would be looking at Jesus going, hey, boss, hmm, you really think you should go into that trap house? You think you should go into that drug dealer's house? God, do you know 
that there's cars in and out of there all night long and men go in and out of there all night long, just men. And we hear that there's a pretty disreputable person that lives there. God, that, that's going to hurt your reputation. I don't think you should go there. But Jesus makes a statement. He says, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. If you read Luke, Luke calls him the great physician. And I just want to challenge us tonight. Like I said last night, we've got to stop putting Jesus in a box. We've got to stop limiting what he can do. Because just like Jesus walked by Matthew and said, hey, follow me. Did you know we can do the same thing today? We can be walking down the street. And we could see that thief on the side of the road. Or we can see that sinner on the side of the road. Or we can see that drunk on the side of the road. And we can say to that person, hey, follow me. Follow me to church. Follow me to the house of God. Hey, get in my car. I want to go buy you a hamburger. And I want to tell you about this person that I met many, many years ago. And I want you to meet him too. Yes, we want everybody to come into the kingdom of God. But you know, if you really think about it, if people aren't saved, they're sick. They might think that they have it all together. But the richest athlete in all of this world, if he's not saved, he's sick. And he's dying and he's going to hell and his money is clouding his judgment right now. He thinks he has it all. He thinks he has everything that he needs. But his judgment is clouded because of the fact that he's got all the fame, he's got all the fortune, he's got all of this kind of stuff going for him. But he needs Jesus. You know, I think about the, the richest businessman the most successful CEO in all of this world. I think about the Warren Buffetts, the Doug McMillans. All of these people that are living life and they're living life to the fullest. But if they haven't met Jesus, they are bankrupt and they are lost. And then I think about those that have maybe sat in church for a very long time. And they've sat there and they've sat there and they've sat there and they've done nothing for God. They're sick. They haven't fully given themselves completely to God. God said, hey, follow me and be my disciple. And they've said, no, God, I don't want it your way. I want it my way. Can I just challenge us tonight? Don't limit God. Don't limit what he can do. Think about the prodigal. Think about those ones that are backslidden. Think about those ones that grew up in church and now they're running from God as fast and as hard as they can. But my Bible says that you can't out, 
run and you can't escape the love of God. My Bible says that you can go as high as you can possibly go in this world. And you can go as low into the depths of the ocean, as far as you can go, all the way to the pits of hell. And you cannot escape the love of God. You can go as far as the east to the west. You can go as far as the north to the south. And you cannot escape the love of God. So I want to challenge us tonight. If you've stopped praying for somebody, start praying for them again. If you've written somebody off, rip that page out of your diary and start writing them in again. If you said, oh, God can't do that. Can I just challenge you? to change your vocabulary from God can't to God can and God will. All he needs is a faithful, willing vessel to be able to do the work of the ministry here on this earth. Can we be disciplers? Can we be those ones that go after that one, that one you work with, that one that maybe you deal with in your job on almost a daily basis, that one that's a womanizer, that one that's drunk, that one that is high on drugs, that one that's a prostitute. Can we go after those ones? Can we say, God, forgive me for limiting you? God, what looks so difficult in the natural is nothing for you in the supernatural. So Heavenly Father, tonight, I'm taking you out of the box. And I'm putting you out there in front of me that you would go before me and you would guide me and you would direct me and you would help me so that every single day when I walk into a situation, you've already been there. You've already opened the door. You've already made the way where there seems to be no way. And all I have to do, God, is reach out and touch the lost. Reach out and touch those that are hurting. Reach out and touch those that are so rich, they're, they're blinded by their fame and their fortune. God, it's time that we have some millionaires and some billionaires in our churches. It's time, Lord God, that we have the outcasts and the inmates and the prostitutes and the homosexuals and the lesbians in our churches. It's time, God. It's time, Father. Help us 
Help us to understand who you are. Help us, Lord God, to know what you've done. And help us, Lord God, to believe in the impossible tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. And amen. Amen. Listen, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves your friends. Jesus loves your family. But Jesus also loves every single one of those people that are out there on the street tonight. And he's put us here on this earth for such a time as this. Go out there. Compel people to follow you. And to be disciples. Teach them. Teach them the ways of God. Get them into church. Get them around your pastors. Get them around your friends. Takes a spark to get a fire going. And soon all those around will warm up to its glowing. That's how it is with God's love. Once you've experienced it, you want to share and spread his love, you want to pass it on. Pass it on, folks. God bless you. I love you. Jesus loves you. I'll see you tomorrow night in another message and another time of the word in a year. God bless you.